Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Coppreneur Path podcast brought to you by CEO.com. Austin, what's up, my man? Oh, a lot more than I'd like to be right now. It was a very, very early morning, and so uh, coffee, not mud water. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, mud water is great. I love mud water. Mud water, mud water helps me drink less coffee. Uh, and this was not intended to be a plug for mud water by any means, but, uh, Hey, you know, um, if anybody wants to check out mud water, you can use my affiliate link. <laughs> you can just go to leo to ceo.com forward slash mud water. It's actually spelled kind of goofy though. So it's slash M U D W T R. Uh, it's like, I don't know. There's all kinds of things and it. it's like masala chai. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but um, it's masala chai and like all kinds of different mushrooms and weird fungi and all kinds of things, but it's really good for your gut and it's a really great replacement for coffee. And so I, I, I drink less coffee, so I'm less like, uh, like jittery and all of those things. I sleep better at night. And so I still drink coffee some, but just not as much. And anyway, this was, this was totally unplanned everybody, but Hey, you know what I do? I do like mud water. So since Austin brought it up, I figured I'd share it because I think, I think when you use that link, like you get, I think like $10 off or something like that, $10 off your order. Uh, so, Hey, why not? Right. Hey, I'm glad that it's full of mushrooms, Adam, because you're a fun guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been up since 430. I'm allowed to make that either. So yeah. Well, Hey, you know what? I got up this morning. My alarm goes off at 530. I got up at six and I come downstairs and my son, my almost eight-year-old son is already up. And I'm like, what in the world are you doing up? What time did you get up? 5.53. And you want to know what he was doing? He was doing his schoolwork. And I'm like, whose kid is this? I don't understand. But hey, you know what? He was motivated. And uh, he wants to finish out the school year and get it done so he can um, take the rest of the summer off. And actually, you know what, that's probably a really good segue Austin into the topic of our, uh, discussion for today about being motivated and taking imperfect action or just any action at all, really, uh, on things. Um, so we'll use that. And, uh, maybe we should start off by talking about our, our recent trip to Vegas. That was, that was an interesting time, huh? That was definitely an interesting time. Uh, uh, it was everything that I hoped it wouldn't be and nothing that I hoped it would be. And uh, my expectations all at the same time. I, that was my first trip to Vegas. And uh, we weren't on the strip. And so it was kind of more, you know, the locally parts and kind of more on the fringe of where the tourists go. And it was a whole lot rougher and a lot less showy than I think I was ready for. 
Yeah, I think a b- big part of that was just the area that we were in down on Fr- Fremont Street, old uh, the old strip, if you will. Because um, I've been to Vegas before on the new strip, but this was my first time on Fremont Street, and it is very, very different. Um, I don't know. It's one of those places where I think when when I was younger and dumber, uh, I I had a lot more fun with it than I did this last time because I was just kind of like over some of the nonsense uh, that we saw. But you know what? The, the reality is to a thought that I had while we were down there, because uh, for anybody that's been on Fremont Street, the old Vegas Strip, you've probably seen, right? There's all these different performers, if you will, um, and people that are doing different things, you know, trying to make a buck. Uh, and they have these designated like little circles, uh, all up and down Fremont street where the performers have to be within these circles on, on the ground. Uh, otherwise I don't know. Um, somebody will come and tell them to get in a circle. I don't know, but, uh, they're supposed to be in these designated circles, but you know, I had this thought as we were walking down Fremont street and I'm seeing these people because some of them are amazing at what they do. And others are really just like, Hey, I'm the hobo, uh, that sleeps in a box around the corner and I'm just going to come down here and dance in a circle to some imaginary music in my head. And people are going to throw <laughs> coins in a jar for me. And it fat Batman. Yeah. Fat Batman. That yeah. Fat man. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. <laughs> Big fat dude, like 300 pound guy in a, in a Batman outfit like that was 50, 60 years yeah, old, <laughs> 10 times too small for him. <laughs> and, uh, my thought that I actually had was this is the perfect example of taking imperfect action and, and just doing something. I think that is probably the best way of saying it. Not only did, was none of that planned other than just, I'm going to go do something. That's pretty much it. Um, you know, you can't boil it down any further. You can't get any more to the point because they just went and they did something. Um, I remember passing one of those guys that, like you said, he was in the circle and he was just a hobo taking a nap, but he had his little donation jar out there and it was working for him. And uh, it didn't really matter what he did. He did something. And uh, it's kind of something that I've noticed since we've been Ilefi and Ilita is just cops are a very hard group of people to motivate into going out. Oh, come on. What? You didn't notice that just from those two conferences, right? Like, <laughs> we already knew that. I mean, I knew that, <laughs> but I got to see it from a new perspective um, of going through. And, uh, well, for one, I am one year out of law enforcement. As of Saturday, I am one year out. So, two more, and I'll have to go back to the academy if I ever want to do it again. That is awesome, my friend. Thank you. I'm going to pretend you were standing, so that counts as a standing ovation. <laughs> be the only one I've ever received. Anyway, so using my story to go around and talk to some of these guys and just explain, hey, you know, you need to have a plan um, for what retirement looks like and what life after Leo looks like. Uh, you can't be a cop forever. And everybody acknowledged that and everybody was good with it. 
And everybody agreed that they wear their vest and they're not planning on getting shot and they wear their seatbelt and they're not planning on crashing. Um, but when I said, okay, uh, what's your retirement plan? All the answers that I either got were, oh, that's so far away. Or if I put them on the spot and I was like, nope, you're done in two weeks. You can't go back into it. What's your answer? And people would be like, why? I'm like, I don't know. You got hurt in training. You got hurt on a call. You something, um, you know, you, you came down with some disease that has been working for a while that nobody can control, but you suddenly found you have. Uh, most of the answers that I got for that was, I don't know, Aflac. Well, I mean, that's not going to cover you forever. Yeah. And a lot of these guys that I could see that I was really resonating with. And a lot of these guys that really, you could tell like, Oh crap, I've never thought of that before. All full of gusto and energy. And thank you for helping me out. This is awesome. I really like what you're doing. Let's follow up after the conference. Um, for some of them, it's now two months after they said that and crickets, you know, I really haven't heard anything from them. One of the things I heard you say to several guys that I really, that I really liked, and I think drives the point home was uh, you would ask them the question, well, do you plan on getting in a a car accident? No, but you wear your seatbelt every day, right? Do you plan on getting shot tomorrow? No, but you wear your, you wear your vest to work, don't you? Right. And so um, I, I, I think what frustrates me and we'll go back in time a little bit. Cause like I said, this isn't really a surprise to us uh, as an instructor when I was still in law enforcement and as a leader in uh, my agency, it always frustrated me how difficult it is to motivate cops. And I've never really truthfully gotten to the bottom of why that is, but, uh, but it it's frustrating. Like when you, when you <laughs> like in our current circumstances, we're putting before these guys stuff uh, that, that can help them with their business. Uh, and, and like you said, they're the, you get, we get positive responses, but then they're like uh, there's no action, right? There's no follow-up. And, you know, I was, I was going to lead into this by saying, I'm not calling anybody out on the table, but screw that. I am. Okay. Um, I, the number of people, that have joined the LEO to CEO community and done nothing further beyond that, right? Like just joined, like went through the signup process to create their initial profile. Maybe they added a short little bio or added a picture and then nothing like didn't, didn't even post in the welcome space and say, Hey, I'm here. This is who I am. This is what my struggles currently are. This is what I need help with. Um, does anybody have any resources? Um, or even worse yet, haven't shown up to a single workshop. And I'm like that, that's where the, and it kind of frustrates me. And I I really, because I want to help, I want to help these guys. Um, I, I know that we can help them accelerate the process of starting or scaling their business. And yet the, the resources are there, but there's no action being taken. And I want to figure out how to, to, to actually motivate everybody to move forward in that direction and take some steps and just do it. I think that's a great way of putting it. Um, I remember when I was still a firearms instructor, I was teaching one class and a sergeant came up to me afterwards and, uh, he basically told me, 
um, you should be giving us some agency ammo every month so that we can come out here and we can get more frequent training and we can actually practice what it is that you're teaching us um, so that when we come out here, you know, quarterly or every other month, whatever it was at the time, um, then we're not spending the first little bit just trying to catch up. And I was like, you know, that that's a that's a great point. You know, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, when was the last time that you practiced your draw? Like you just put on your belt and you did five reps of doing your draw. And uh, it wasn't from the sergeant. It was from a deputy behind him. But the exact answer that I got was, I'm not doing that crap at home. I have more important things to do. And I looked at him and I was like, such as? And the exact response that I got was, like, Sex in the City comes on. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so find the character that you don't like and grab your shirt pistol or make sure that you're empty. And every time that character hits the screen, uh, draw, present, and dry fire. Ta-da, now you're getting your reps in and you're watching your stupid show. Um, but kind of going back to the second half of what you're talking, I know that there's a community member that recently joined um, who we talked to and he admitted that he had binged the entire podcast in like three days, which is just a crazy feat. And that's a lot of motivation and that's a lot of dedication to get in and there. Very flattering. And yeah, very. Thank you. You're out there. Hopefully you're listening to this. I'm not going to say who you are, but you know who you are. Thank you. Um, get your butt back in the community and do something further on that. Stop sitting there listening to war stories and dreaming about how cool things could be and come out there and do that. Um, across the board, uh, I'm not taking a total dig at cops, but I kind of am. I'm not saying that they're lazy. It's just a such a unique environment where... <clears throat> you can come to work, show up, just have a pulse and answer the radio and do nothing else for the rest of your shift. And that is a job well done. Yeah. Uh, in some places you show up and that's all you have time to do because your next call has dropped before you're even on scene for the one that you're currently responding to. Um, so I think part of it might be that cops overall aren't that proactive uh, because we've got a culture where being proactive means one, you have the time to do so. And two, being proactive is going to get you into some crap. Um, I've got a buddy who works front range agency out in Colorado and uh, they got bored. Well, not bored. They, they needed a way to blow off some steam after they had a DV call one night and the night shift guy who works nights and always has that little three to 6 a.m. window to get his reports done, just looks at the other guys and goes, uh, rampage, which is their little agency talk for let's go do something. So they're like, screw it, rampage. They go to their local fish in a barrel, which was the loves. And 34 seconds after pulling into the parking lot, they were in a pursuit with a stolen vehicle. They were proactive. They paid for it. Here comes the paper, right? Hey, it's Adam here, just jumping in for a quick break. The journey from cop to copreneur can be challenging. Isolation, after all, is the enemy of success. You need fellow copreneurs in your corner to share resources, ideas, challenges, and wins with. You need ongoing support and training in a safe and private environment. That is exactly what the Eliota CEO community is all about. 
Join now for free by going to leo2ceo.com and clicking on the green button. And I'll see you at our next live workshop. Now back to the show. I think that's, you make a really good point. And and I love the way that you dug into that because our goal here and what we're doing isn't just sitting here trying to bash our fellow brothers and sisters in blue and chastise them for not following through on things, right? Because I mean, hey, let's just be honest. Life gets in the way too, right? I mean, it's not it's not even just a, a matter of motivation or lack of thereof and, and a lack of interest to actually do something that you know can benefit you. Um, but life gets in the way and it, and it becomes hard to prioritize. And what we really want to do, our, our goal here is uh, like, let's, let's think through this paradox and understand why is it, why is it that cops um, are hard to motivate and move in a unified direction? And if we can understand that and get to the bottom of it, then maybe we can do something about it, right? Maybe we can figure out how to actually overcome that challenge. And and I think that you are on the right track there. And it's a really uh, unique way of looking at it to say, we, we've really trained ourselves in our career in law enforcement to look at proactive action, even those of us that love it, right? You and I were very similar in that sense that we're like, we love taking proactive action and getting in the middle of things. You and I were both known as shit magnets, right? And those of us that enjoy that sort of proactive work, even, even still struggle with this because we've trained ourselves to realize or to, to have the mindset that moving proactively in any direction means, oh crap, I'm going to end up stuck in a mess of paperwork and other things that I don't have the time for. And so we keep kicking the can and it creates this level of chaos too, about how we actually go forward with things. So rather than focused, intentional, directed planning our next steps, which is what you need to do with a business uh, and be very intentional about this is the thing I'm going to work on next. This is the outcome that I'm trying to achieve from it. These are the steps that it's going to take for me to work through this process. We end up chaotically going after things and and then spinning too many plates, which to some level is necessity for entrepreneurship, right? Like especially in the early stages of growing your business until you hit at least a six-figure run rate, if not more, uh, you know, you, you're going to be spinning a lot of different plates. Um, and that's one of the things, I mean, we talk a lot about all the skill sets that law enforcement has given us that are really positive and have benefit to us in the entrepreneurial world. But this is one that we're talking about now that maybe doesn't suit us very well. Um, yeah, uh, I think the plates analogy is pretty apt here. Um, no matter what we do, being proactive, there is going to be work. And that just how you define work and what that work consists of, in part kind of contributes to how proactive you are. If you are bogged down, uh, doing your shift, growing your business on the side, you might not actually have the time for it, just because you've got so much going on. And those few precious days, you know, every week or every month, or however hard you're being worked, you probably just want to unplug and unwind and actually see your family um, rather than going and sitting off in the corner of the living room and breaking out your laptop and working on your side gig. Um, 
I compared it to firefighters because, of course, I did. Cops can sit around and be reactive all day. And if we're proactive, it's never a shortage of what we can find. It's just we're going to add to that and now we need to manage it. Firefighters always have a side gig or two or three. Um, And when they don't have a side gig, they're making chili. And when they're not making chili, they're playing Xbox. And when they're not playing Xbox, they're modeling for next year's calendar. And uh, (laughs) I think part of the reason for that is they can't be proactive. You can't like, okay, I know this has happened, but it's highly frowned upon for the fire crew to send the new guy out to all the abandoned houses around town and just two or three times a week, just burn one down. You know, you can't go out and look for a fire. Uh, You can't go out and be like, oh man, let's go cruise down Jackson street and see how many broken legs we can find before they get called in. It, It doesn't work like that. It's completely different cultures. Um, but ironically, uh, my dad was a pilot and he plans everything down to the last little detail. And we spend a lot of time together. Uh, clearly, we're family. I plan almost nothing proactively. If you look at personal security guys, executive security guys, they plan almost everything down to the last everything. little detail. Every minutia. Which is weird because a lot of us being cops, current or former, look at those guys and we're like, oh man, that's a sweet gig. Um, But we just got to make that shift where executive security guys and pilots are in the same league as they will plan everything. They know what's coming up ahead. They know what the weather is going to be like. They know where their alternates are. Um, They have a plan. And if something deviates from that plan, even for just a second or two, they react to it. And they either continue on the course if it turns out to not be a big deal or they go to their alternate or they go to their contingency. So if you're in a restaurant, the pilot knows the restaurant. He knows who the cook is. He knows who the owner is. He knows, you know, their last two or three health reviews. Same as the EP guys. A cop walks in in the middle of happy hour and goes, well, if I can find a table, maybe I'll get a menu. If I like what's on the menu, I'll order an appetizer. And if I like that, maybe I'll stay here for the meal. Whereas... You know, the pilots and the EP guys are like, nope, we're going to come in. We're going to sit right here. This is going to be our arrangement. We're going to order this. It'll take 15 minutes for the appetizers to come out. Another 20 minutes for the main course. It's just a different world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very valid point. And we, we've we've certainly unpacked the problem here. And, and I want to shift focus. And you've kind of started doing that already. Uh, and let's talk about what's the solution? Like, how do we... How do we encourage our fellow brothers and sisters in blue that are listening to this podcast or have been listening to the podcast and are stuck in a phase of some level of inaction, right? I mean, maybe you're taking some action, but there are other things you know you should be taking action on in order to further your goals towards having a successful business. How how do we motivate them to actually... As, as I'm going to title this episode, get off your tailpipe and actually move towards that objective rather than sitting and waiting for something to happen. I think we need to go back to Vegas. And I think, um, or, you know, we could just maybe skip the trip and just turn on the TV and go find uh, Shia LaBeouf when he did that Nike ad. Just do it. Something, whatever it is, doesn't have to be perfect. It, sh- it ideally should be thought out just a little bit, but yeah, 
fat fat man didn't care that his his outfit didn't fit and wasn't his size he just did it because he knew he'd yeah. make some money um, right the hobo didn't <laughs> care that he was sleeping in a circle i mean it was actually advantageous for him he he has made more money while he slept than i probably have or the, the gangbanger that was sitting there petting his pit bull and people gave him money too right like yeah uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be known for this if i don't stop it but i'm gonna quote jocko one more time relax look around make a call just keep doing something and keep that progress up. Um, anybody that's ever gone hiking, um, and especially if you've ever been out in Colorado, I'm thinking like the Manitou Incline, the world's biggest set of stairs. The more times you stop on that trail, the harder it is to pick up your pack and keep going. Um, the more times that you're like, oh man, going's getting tough. I need to take a breather. The harder it is to pick up and keep going. But it's really, really easy to just leave your pack there and then just go back down the hill or go back to the trailhead. And, oh, there we go. I'm done. I made it this far. Well, okay. But now your pack is out there on the trail. And now how much harder is it going to be to go out there without your resources, you know, to go back to where you were and then to try and keep making progress from there? You know, uh, everything is going to be uphill. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody ever said that it was going to be easy. Uh, it'll be easier at some points, but... I think the big thing is just get out there and keep going and keep making those incremental steps and remember why you did it. Um, same buddy that was in that loves pursuit uh, is an FTO. And every time that somebody asks him why he's a cop, whether that's one of his rookies or another cop or somebody out on the street, his answer has always been so that you don't have to. I once got asked in an oral board, how I stay motivated with the current state of the world and the politics and the media and the everything else. I said, well, that's really easy. When I'm done being selfless, I just be selfish. I don't want to live in a community that's full of crackheads and full of crime. And so if for nothing else, I'm going to make a better living for me and my family. And that's what kept me going. Um, it doesn't have to be hate, nicotine and discontent that keeps you going. Right. Like there are, you're already doing a tough job. You've already got a big battle up ahead of you. And uh, we know that we don't control anything, which is pretty much why we are the way we are. Eventually we do control things, but we're going into uncertainty all the time. Take that same attitude, go in there and treat it just like you would any other kind of a ruckus. Get in there, calm it down relax, look around, make a plan, and then take some kind of action to keep you moving forward. That's really great advice. Yeah. You know, it might be this year that you show up and there's a Christmas brawl going on, you know, where somebody filled a stocking full of avocados and somebody took offense or something. And then uh, you slip in the snow and now your legs broke. Where did you even come up with that? Stuff? Uh, there, that was actually... <laughs> It wasn't as modified as you might think. That was a guy that was in my academy. Uh, he got his femur broken fighting a gang member uh, out in the snow on Christmas and was really worried that he wasn't going to be able to come back to work. He did, mm. uh, in the same capacity even. And that might have been a little bad, but uh, the point that I'm trying to make is we already don't know what the future holds for us. That's why we prepare for things the way that we do, except when it comes down to the obvious Hardly anybody really has an exit strategy. And uh, that's something that I think is really important. I agree. 
Well, let me let me wrap this up and bring us home here um, by saying that the path of entrepreneurship and starting, growing, or scaling a successful business, regardless of whether you're still on the job or you've already left your law enforcement career, it's a process of gaining knowledge. That's really what it boils down to. Um, it's all about gaining knowledge and stacking knowledge in the order that you need to stack it in order to be successful. And so um, that's a, a concept I like to talk about uh, a lot. And in fact, if you haven't heard me talk about that before, I want to encourage you to go back in time here and check out episode 44 of the podcast. I mean, we're up into like the 90s now of, of the number of podcast episodes here. So that's a while ago. But episode 44 is called Skill Stacking for Business and Professional Growth, where I talk about this exact concept. It's the idea that you have to stack knowledge in order to be successful. And we've done all that work for you in the LEO to CEO community. That's exactly what it's all about. We're stacking the knowledge for you laying the foundation, putting things in the right order, giving you the information. Um, you know, at the ILEDA conference, I ended up having a conversation with Scott Burmaster, the CEO of Caliber Press. Um, and he asked me about uh, writing for them, uh, about postal law enforcement entrepreneurship. And he had said to me, he said, I don't want you to give away all of your secrets though. And I laughed and I said, you know, I'm like, Scott, everything that I know, everything that I do from our clients and uh, our marketing agency, everything is out there. There's nothing I keep secret. It's all out there. It's all free. Uh, it's just knowledge, right? The difficult part about it is the execution of it and actually putting the pieces of that puzzle together and doing it. Well, we're giving that to you guys in the LEO to CEO community. That's why we're doing it. And, and we're not... <laughs> Our, our desire is to help you grow a successful business. And so if you are not yet a member of the LEO to CEO community, I want to encourage you to join. Just go to leo to ceocom That's number two CEO.com. And uh, you'll see a button there that says join the community. Your first 30 days are free. Okay. Um, join up, check it out, uh, start to network with some people, make some posts, uh, take some information away, show up to a workshop, those workshops, we have awesome, awesome workshops. I'm literally asking you guys, on average, there's 720 hours in a month, okay? I'm asking for one hour of your time every month to show up to a workshop and hear the knowledge that we're sharing with you, the things that work for growing a successful business and marketing a successful business. Just give us one hour. Um, if you're already a member of the community and you've not shown up to a workshop, why, why have you not shown up to a workshop, show up to a live workshop. You have the opportunity to ask questions of the presenter. We, we have guest presenters all the time. Um, I do a lot of the presentations as well as a marketing strategist, um, presenting a lot of that information, but show up, you get an opportunity to ask questions, um, and really just work on things in an in-depth way for your business. Um, it's an invaluable opportunity that I wish you would take us up on. So uh, I hope this episode has been motivating for you. I hope that you are fired up after listening to this. That is our goal here is for you to, to, to leave encouraged and ready to move forward and rock it with your own business endeavors. Austin, you have a closing thought you want to share before we sign off? I do. Um, like I said, I am 
almost exactly one year out of law enforcement and I am slightly over one year of working with you. And there are probably three guys, two for sure. I'm going to leave the third one as a wild card um, that I met almost immediately that have shown up to every group in LEO to CEO have shown up to every office hours, uh-huh. every mastermind, every workshop, every everything. If I looked back and actually checked it out, I'm sure he's a lot further down the path than he was. Um, but one thing that I've noticed for sure is that he's definitely grown a lot more. He's a lot more confident in things. He asks a lot different questions, um, a lot more detailed, a lot more kind of thoughtful questions. And uh, sometimes I've just had to sit back and be like, hmm, yeah, you know, I wasn't quite ready for the depth in that one. Um, the other guy, same thing. He's getting out there. He's getting after it and he's rocking it. And uh, just the thing that I've noticed is they show up to everything and they keep making little baby steps. It doesn't matter how small the step is uh, or how long it takes to swing that leg forward and plant it on the ground. They keep doing it and it shows and they're getting after it. And I'm not going to name them, but you guys know who you are. Keep doing it and uh, keep being awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leotoceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.